0: <speaking in the world> so, today we start a new section, um, Section Seif Aleph Twenty One. Um, we just finished the fourth part of Seif uh, where we just discussed that Rabenu and his attendant enter a Turkish warship and they find a Russian man, the only Russian speaker on this entire ship, but then uh, they cannot find him anymore as he leaves the room uh, that night uh, so let's discuss what happened the next morning in the, that morning um harbor patrol came to the the ship to the boat. They loaded the boat and Rabbanu may his memory be a blessing with his attendant um, they wanted to go and fall before the feet of this captain and to beg him to allow them to leave the ship and to go back ashore to the city to the city of ako and as They were trying to do this as they planned to do this and to fall before the captain's feet to beg him. Um, The ship lifted the anchors and the ship was carried in the wind's direction because of the fear of what was happening. Because the war immediately had risen up and the war was happening. It was a very serious thing and it, it was legit happening. So... The captain and all the sailors decided to lift the anchors, and they they fled. And the sounds of battle were easily heard. And you could hear on the on the ship the 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 crazy and the, the very large sounds, the very loud loud sounds of the cannons and the bombs. The other sounds that had to do with war. Because you could hear those sounds even from very far. The, the immense fear and danger, dread that was taking place during that time in cannot be described. And both Rabbanu and his attendant fell to their cots, to their beds. They had no water to even drink because they, not, they had not prepared anything whatsoever. But Hashem, with His tremendous mercy and His compassion, a miracle that's beyond understanding, gave, um, did, Hashem did a tremendous miracle with His abundant uh, kindness. And um, Rabbeinu's attendant found favor in the eyes of a Turkish person, who was one of the cooks of the captain, Etzer was one of the captains' cooks. And this cook would sneak to Rabeinu's attendants a cup of black coffee every single morning and night to each and every one of them. And because of the sickness that they were going through, the the weakness that they were placed in, because of the fact that they were on the sick bed, may God spare us from this. They had no idea where they were, where the ship was traveling, because they were so sick they could not leave their beds. Because they were sealed in their own rooms and they fell on their beds. But they, all they could hear was this. All they could hear um, was the wind pulling the boat in a certain direction, but they had no idea where they were going, where the wind was carrying them. But when they heard the boat being attached to some port and being, uh, the anchors being uh, tied to some port, the ropes of uh, the ship um, arriving at the shore of some city they went outside from the room out, they went outside of the room to see which place they had arrived to. Istanbul and they saw that this was not Istanbul. and they asked that Turkish cook. Who was helping them? And he responded to them by saying that the country they had arrived to, or the place they had arrived to, was called Adal. Most likely today known as Antalya, uh, Antalya, Turkey, which is formerly known as Adalia. So that's the closest. resemblance we have of the name, that's what we think it is. And Rabban was attendant. already heard of this place. You know why? Because it was known that during that time, the people of Adal had a custom that any Jew that would arrive in their hands, Islam, the, the first commandment that they had to do, the first thing that they would do when a Jew would arrive to their land, to sacrifice him as a, as a, as a sacrifice, basically, to kill him, to murder and as Rabban and his attendant heard that they had arrived to Adal, they immediately went back to their rooms and they closed the door behind them. And they hid themselves over there. And there was a tremendous fear among them. They had no idea what to do. The boat stood there for three days. And perhaps it was even in the captain's mind to stay there even longer. But something suddenly happened. Immediately, after three days, uh, a storm wind came and snapped the ropes of the boat tied to the port of this uh, city, of Adan. And uh, the anchors were left in the sea. And this boat automatically on its own went from the port. And the Turkish people on the the Turkish uh soldiers on this boat were screaming, Haman, Haman, Dahanu Givald. What they were screaming, Homan, Homan, what is this It's Givald, it's whoa, whoa. They were screaming uh, languages of uh in language of uh SOS, help, you know? And the boat was tossed at sea that entire Night, up until the light of the morning. Then the storm wind calmed down. They were glad because the seas were quiet. They were happy because the seas went quiet. But they were not led to their desired safe place or haven. Because the storm wind led them back to the city of Akko. Within a day's reach, and after midday or after half a day, the, the storm wind again began to rise and carry the ship once again And the ship was tossed about, confused in the middle of the sea for many days and nights consecutively.. They ascended up to the heavens and descended down to the depths. The boat was carried all the way up and all the way down. And the sailors had no idea how to save themselves. Chapter 107. That um, they reeled and staggered like drunkards, like drunk people. And all their wisdom went in vain. They had no idea how to save themselves, basically everything they did wasn't effective. and on Thursday at noon they began pumping the third compartment of the ship as usual, as is the way of these sailors. And it usually took about 15 minutes to pump out all the water that accumulated in the lowest part of the ship, in the bilge, what we call. It took him about 15 minutes each day to get rid of the, the water, to pump out all the water that accumulated in that part of the ship. But now, this day, when they decided to, to draw the water and to pump the water, they were still pumping and drawing water by nightfall, till nighttime the water increased the water began to continue to add itself uh, on the ship because of this uh, this pumping it began to pump the water but it wasn't effective more water was being added to the ship and the water reached the room of Rabenu. Rabenu could not lie on the cot over there because the water seeped into the room and reached the bed was forced to elevate himself to rise onto some part of the room where he could lie down some elevated part in the room that where the water had reached that the man who was with him rose up to another place because they did not want to go outside so that they could not so that they wouldn't appear before these turkish people And the water on the ship was continuing to increase every single time, more and more and more. Until literally the Turkish people, the soldiers, the sailors, began to tear out the pumps and they installed pulleys. And they began to draw through these pulleys. They began to pump out the water through these pulleys with large barrels and large vessels. And the storm was continuing to go strong. And because of the great strength of these winds, it seemed as if the waves were literally reaching the hearts of the heavens. The heart of the heavens. And it seemed as if the, the waves were like tremendous large mountains. And this was happening the entire night. And uh, that's it for today's podcast. We continue with the word of She'ir Hayom. We'll continue with the story what happened the next day after this storm. B'zrat Hashem. Just mark the place and God willing, uh, next podcast we continue. Si'if, Khaf Aleph. B'zrat Hashem.